0: Day on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor JD Farrakh.
1: The people on social media, they're not your enemy. Those who oppose your views, they're not the enemy. The enemy's the enemy. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but one of the most successful things Satan has ever done is to get us to do his dirty work for him and instead of him. And so now they're the enemy. And the enemy's like, cool, he just sits back in his lazy boy.
0: You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of 1 Timothy. People who have different views in life than you do are not your enemy. People who share things on social media that you don't agree with are not your enemy. Your true enemy is Satan, and he seeks to ruin unity. As you listen to today's message with Pastor J.D., you'll be challenged to treat people as Jesus did. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in 1 Timothy chapter 6 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth.
1: 1st Timothy chapter 6 will begin in verse 20 and read through to verse 21 to the end of the chapter the Apostle Paul is writing and by the Holy Spirit says verse 20 and I love this oh Timothy guard what has been entrusted to your care turn away from godless chatter and the opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge, which some have professed, and in so doing have departed from the faith. Grace be with you all." And that's how he ends the letter. I have in my notes that I want to talk with you today, but that's not really true. I don't really want to talk about this. (laughs) Rather, better said, I need to talk about this. I need to talk about the dangers of godless chatter, as some of your translations render the text idle babbling, and pointless posts particularly in our day as it relates to social media. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, yes, I did. (laughs) So as we come to the end of the chapter, and with it, the end of Paul's letter to Timothy, what we find is that the Apostle Paul is not going to end the letter before warning Timothy specifically concerning the engaging in and quarreling about foolish and stupid arguments. And yes, I said stupid, because the Bible says stupid. I'm being very biblical when I say stupid. <laughs> Proverbs twelve one. Yeah, look it up. It's there. Stupid. I just like saying it. It just packs the punch. Stupid. What do you, you're arguing about stupid stuff. Stop it. And here's the thing. What you're arguing about, it's of no value. It's of no value. And not only is it of no value, here's the serious danger. It has the potential to cause great harm to people. And that's what I want to talk about. No, I don't want to talk about it. I need to talk about it today. The text before us today is one of those passages that I think we would all do well to personalize. And by that I mean the application of the text by way of the personalization in the text. Let me expound on that. You know how sometimes when you're in God's Word, and then God's Word is getting in you? You know, we talk about we study the Word. Well, sometimes God's Word studies us. We search the Scriptures, but the Scriptures are in fact searching us, searching our hearts to see if there be anything at all that would keep us from knowing Him, loving Him, serving Him. So there comes those times in particular passages where I think we would do well to insert our own names in the text. Uh, The best example, actually it's not really the best example, it's probably one of the worst examples because it's so convicting, is in that famous chapter in first Corinthians that we refer to as the love chapter. You know, love is... Whenever I do a wedding, the couple always wants me to, you know, read the love chapter. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is... Have you ever tried to put your name in that passage? I don't recommend it for the faint at heart. Oh, by the way, spoiler alert, you're not going to get very far. You know, JD is patient. I'm dead right there. It's over. Game over nice try yeah no uh huh I told you it wasn't a good example but it's an example and here too such is the case with the text that we have before us today let's personalize it and so being the trooper that I am I'm going to take one for the team I'll put my name in there but you're not off the hook so not so fast as I do so too should you you put your name in there and allow the holy Spirit unfettered access to that recess in your heart and allow him to search your heart concerning this okay, you ready? all right here we go first two words right out of the chute o j d he had me at o j d right there i'm uh, o oh, j d what Oh J.D., what? Guard and protect what God has committed and entrusted to you. Walk away from pointless and godless posts on social media that are argumentative, and accusatory in their opposition, because some could be led astray from the truth by them. Okay, now we can close in prayer right there. <laughs> the reason I wanted to start out this way is because there's just so much packed into just these two verses, which is also why it is that I did not do these two verses last week. I wanted to save them for today. Actually, they're textbook. They're textbook in the sense that it's one of those passages that gives us the why behind the what. In other words, we're told what to do, And perhaps more importantly, we're told why. Why we're to do what we're to do. First, the what. We're to guard and protect, be very protective of that which God has entrusted to us. And we're also, this is the what, we're to turn away, walk away, from the godless and pointless chatter and babble. That's the what. Now here's the why. And I found three whys. You might find more. The whys are both in our text, and also, as I mentioned, in Paul's second letter to Timothy, in which he again warns Timothy about this very thing. There's a reason, right? We know that all Scripture is God breathed, and it is given to us for instruction, rebuke. We don't like that, but sometimes we need that. We don't want that, but sometimes we need that. All right, let's jump in. The first one it's in verse 21. And it's that engaging in this godless chat, and arguing back and forth, and idle babbling back and forth, it leads to some straying from the truth. What Paul is saying here is that some who are self-professed know-it-alls, you know what I'm talking about? Oh my goodness. They got an answer for everything. I mean, mercy, you just post something, it's just nebulous, it's inconsequential, and boom, there they are. Here's the problem. It's twofold. They've strayed, and they cause others to stray from the truth. And here's why. All the babble, chatter, the posts... It's false, and not the truth, and as such, can potentially cause some to depart from the truth. Because if you think about it, those who do this usually fancy themselves as having the final word on everything. Just ask them, they'll tell you. Actually, you don't have to ask them, they'll tell you anyway. No. always and you'll forgive me for this but I always kind of think um, don't they have a job well maybe that is her job what's sad is this plays out every day in our day by way of social media by virtue of the confusion that's caused the division that's caused. And it comes from the divider, the accuser of the brethren, the author of confusion, the father of lies. Those are three terms, three labels if you prefer, that are apropos in their description of the enemy of our souls. And by the way, the people on social media, they're not your enemy. Those who oppose your views, they're not the enemy. The enemy's the enemy. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but one of the most successful things Satan has ever done is to get us to do his dirty work for him and instead of him. And so now they're the enemy. And the enemy's like, cool. He just sits back in his lazy boy. Satan has a lazy boy? Yes, he has a lazy boy for the purpose of my illustration. And he pops the popcorn. He likes popcorn. He just watches the show. What is he trying to accomplish? Oh, Jesus told us what he's trying to accomplish. It's threefold. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And what's even sadder is the ruin, the injury that comes as a result. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 14, the apostle Paul, again, warning Timothy, says, keep reminding God's people of these things. Warn them before God against quarreling about words. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. Before we move on, I want to take it a step further and suggest that not only does it ruin those who listen to or engage in those kinds of posts, godless posts, but it ruins our witness. It ruins our witness. In the prophecy update today, I made mention of this, and I just kind of sensed from the Holy Spirit. It's not in my notes, but I sensed that I am to mention it here. I think it would be appropriate. I'm going to say a name. And as I do, I want to ask you, if you would, just kind of take note of your initial reaction to the emotion you have when I mention this name. You ready? Hunter Biden. Where are you going with this, Pastor? Well, stay with me. Um would you agree that this man is probably just so humiliated and broken and wait a minute aren't we the christians right so we see a post with a picture of him this is joe biden's son joe biden is his father this is a person that jesus loves that Jesus died for. So I wonder when we engage in these kinds of posts and we chime in, as we say, add our two cents worth, if you will. I wonder, and again, just allow the Holy Spirit, and I speak of myself as well, to search my heart in this regard. I wonder if anybody's praying for Hunter Biden. I wonder if anybody's witnessing to Hunter Biden. Oh, uh, there's a lot of Christians who can't now because they already blew it. I suppose, better said, how are you going to move someone closer to Jesus, or even talk to someone about Jesus, that you just went on social media and blasted. How does that work? How's that working out for you? Well, it isn't. I already know the answer. This is what Paul is saying. It is a warning and it is a clarion call for the church today in this age of social media, and particularly for such a time as this, the ruin, the destruction, the devastation, the damage, irreparable. You're damaging your witness. I like how one said it, it's kind of, crass, but it's true. We're bad advertisement for Jesus. We're ambassadors, right? We're representatives of Jesus Christ, right? We're Christians, yeah? I know this is not, again, I didn't want to talk about this. Listen, if I didn't teach the Bible verse by verse, we would not be talking about this today. It's really sad when the non-Christian is more loving than the Christian. You know, sometimes I think that the Christian can be more vicious. Wait, and aren't we trying to win them to Christ? And we're posting that about them? Here's a second one. It leads to more and more ungodliness. This is Second Timothy chapter two, verse sixteen. It's almost verbatim. Paul warns Timothy, he says, avoid godless chatter. And here's why. Because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Ungodly. I don't know if it's possible to overstate what Paul is saying here about becoming more and more ungodly. What does it mean to be ungodly or godless? It means to be without God. Many years ago I remember hearing this in the secular context of marketing and advertising, and the effectiveness of advertising. And it had to do with Pepsi Cola and Coca-Cola having the lion's share of the soda market. And so they wanted to come out with 7-Up, well, how are they going to market it? I don't know, for some of you, you might remember this. I don't know if this is, they still, this is going to date me, but uh, they came out with this brilliant campaign. You know what it was? The Uncola. <gasps> the Uncola? Wait, yeah, there's no cola in it. It's the Uncola. And would you believe that they grabbed the lion's share of the market with that brilliant campaign as the Uncola. Pastor, I sure hope you have a point here. Yes, I do. (laughs) You ready for it? (laughs) Wait for it. Here it comes. Uncola, ungodly. Uncola, no cola in it. Ungodly, no God in it. It's godless. It's colaless. less That's not a word. Just for now it is. <laughs> There's no God in it. It is ungodly. And if that weren't bad enough, it leads to being more ungodly. And if that weren't bad enough, absent God, in the ungodly, godless, chatter, babble, We, in our flesh, are all too ready, at the ready, to rush in and fill the void, which leads to more and more ungodliness. There's this verse in Romans 7, verse 18, where the Apostle Paul, and it's not just what he says, it's the way he says what he says and writes here. He says, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present within me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. Now at first read you kind of think, wow, you know that's really, I know that is in me there dwells no good thing. know what he's really saying? He's saying, I know who I am, and I am rotten to the core in my flesh. And no good thing, no God thing can come from me that is within my flesh. Oh, I want to do it. The will to do it is present with me, in me. I desire to do it. The spirit is willing, but the flesh. Oh, the flesh! You know how it is, right? Oh, I'll just use myself again. I'll take one for the team. You're on social media. That's the first problem, right? No, I'm just, I'm just being. You know, we're talking about me. I, I'm the one that stands convicted before the Lord. Just ask my daughter. She'll tell you. She comes up to my office. She goes, you're on social media again. I know. I just got to make sure that the, uh, just got to check the, uh, yes, I'm on social media. (laughs) And here comes a comment. (sighs) Now, here comes the war. The spirits over here, walk away.
0: We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. If you haven't yet found a church home, we'd like to encourage you to make that a priority. A church family is a source of support, comfort, and most importantly, faithful prayer warriors. Paul wrote the book of 1 Timothy with this in mind. He knew how important it was to have the support and prayers of other believers in Christ church is also a place you can serve and encourage others, too. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to join our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times, directions, and more at our website in spiritandtruthradio.com. While you're there, be sure to check out Pastor J.D.'s additional teachings as well as his Mid-East Prophecy Updates, an accurate look at what the Bible has to say about this time in our world. You can also find Pastor J.D.'s ABCs of Salvation there. This is a great tool to share the simplicity of the gospel message with friends and family. Again, that website is inspiritandtruthradio.com. As we continue to study the wisdom from the book of First Timothy with Pastor JD, we hope you've been encouraged to live out your faith in a new way. The Bible holds information, encouragement, and instruction that will be beneficial to you on your faith journey. So keep diving in. Well that's all we have time for today, but be sure to join us next time for more from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth.